Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. Hi, Veronica. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. I'm excited for today's podcast because this is something that I get asked about all the time. Oh, good. I'm glad I can help you out. So, um, Veronica, for my listeners, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself? What are your credentials and just why you're passionate about this subject? Um, Today, we're talking about birth control, um, a little bit about amenorrhea, fertility, all that fun stuff. So, the mic is yours, Veronica. <laughs> All right. Well, I, yes, I'm Veronica Rassisi. I have my master's in exercise and health science. I have been a personal trainer and group fitness extra- instructor for the last, I don't know, seven or eight years now. Um, I'm an online health coach and, you know, I'm really passionate about this subject because I, it's, it's such an important part of women's health and I am so passionate about health in general. And I think birth control, fertility, you know, it all falls under women's health and it's a huge sign of how healthy your body is or isn't. And I just want to be able to spread the education so women can make, you know, an informed decision that's best for themselves. Yeah, definitely. And Veronica, for my listeners out there, is extremely knowledgeable. Um, I really recommend that you guys go check her out. Everything that you need to find her is going to be in the description. But um, her and I have both hopped on lives together to talk about this subject. But I thought it'd be best for us to do a podcast, something that's concrete for you guys to refer back to. Um, And just a disclaimer, too. Although both of us have experience, um, well, education, I should say, uh, with health science. I will never say that we are medical doctors. We are not here to diagnose anyone. We are just simply here to share um, our thoughts on birth control and our own personal experience. So yes. let's let's um, just jump right into our personal experience with birth control. Veronica, I'll have you go first. All right. So my first experience goes back to sometime in high school, maybe 
I don't know, maybe like 10th grade or so. And um, like most, well, I don't know if I should say most, but like other high schoolers, other female high schoolers, you know, I had my period. I <clears throat> had my stepmom take me to a gynecologist because I had expressed that I wanted birth control simply for the fact of making my periods easier on me. You know, I wasn't, you know, sexually active, so I wasn't looking for it in the true, like, birth control sense. Um, So I had, you know, the doctor's visit and whatever, and then I had the talk, like, for the pill, you know, you have to take it every day at the same time every day in order for it to work, and that was very short-lived. I, you know, again, was 16, 17. I could never remember to take it on time and it was I don't even know if I got through the first pack like it was just not for me so then um once I was in college I got back on the pill after being in a relationship for about a year or so and I just felt more comfortable with that Um, so I had been on birth control ever since. So probably the past six or seven years now, um, I still currently, uh, well, I I now have an IUD implant, so I don't take it physically because I didn't like the fact that I was taking something every day. Um, so I got this implant as like a more convenient method. Um, But now I'm currently wrestling with the idea of getting it removed, not because I'm looking to start a family or anything, but because of the hormonal effects that it has played um, that that I've had, you know, since I've got it implanted in me. Why don't you um, talk a little bit about those effects that you are experiencing from um, the implant based birth control? Yes. So. I was really excited to get it. It sounds painful. <laughs> it, it was it was very painful. It, the pain didn't last, you know, it lasted a couple seconds. But, like, when the doctor implants it in you, like, oh, you know. <laughs> it's like, I just remember oh. lying on the table and then, like, squeezing it so hard. I felt this, like, excruciating pain. And then it was over in, like, five seconds, ten seconds maybe. But, um it's kind of like I don't know I don't know if this is weird to say but you know when you go to the gynecologist and they put like clamp in you to like open you up like yeah it's kind of like that pain but just like a little bit more intense oh my gosh <laughs> well for all for all you ladies out there wanting to get the implant there's yeah. a little bit of information I heard that it's really painful um so that definitely steers me away from it Yeah, so like I said, it was short-lived pain. Um, But ever since then, um, oh, sorry. So like I wanted it because, you know, I wouldn't have to take anything. Plus I heard it can make your periods disappear. My doctor said like there's a very good chance that they will just become lighter and shorter and all together disappear. And I knew some people already had it and they're like, yeah, I've never, I don't have a period ever since I got it. Like it's awesome. And I'm like, sweet, I get to join the No Period Club. Um, It's a cool kids club. (laughs) Right. Well, that didn't happen for me. I still get one every month. Um, They are 
lighter in the sense of flow, but my cramps have been ex- like excruciating. And I've never really had like cramps that are so bad that you just kind of like, oh my God, like you have to stop what you're doing. Um, and like this always happens like three to four days before my period actually starts. So the before my bleed actually happens. And it is just, it's crazy. I've never experienced that before. Also, other things is my mood overall. Like, I definitely have been feeling less, I guess, physical. I've had a lower sex drive. I'm just going to yeah. say it. I've had a lower sex drive. And I think I've been, you know, trying to figure out what that is, what that is. And I'm like 95% sure it has to do with my IED. Isn't that funny that a lot of women go on birth control for birth control and then their whole sex drive gets shot? Yeah. And then the other thing I've noticed is the bloat. Um, I usually only get bloated like before the IED. I think I never even really paid attention to bloat. But then once I've gotten it, I know I am bloated the week before and like the first like three days. And then I start to kind of like, um, de-bloat, you know, yeah, regulate. And so those are kind of like the big things I've noticed with it. I can't think there's anything else right now, but like those are huge. I mean, the sex drive and the bloat and then the intense cramps were like the biggest wake up call about it. So that's, Yeah. I think if it's something that affects you each and every day, you should really like weigh out if it's worth it for you. Because, well, for myself, when I took birth control, I took it for originally just my acne Um, in end of high school. I think I was 17 or 18. I decided to go on the pill and it was strictly just to, you know, clear up my acne that I was dealing with. And once my skin cleared up, um, I came off of the pill and then again was in a committed relationship and I felt like birth control was the best method for me even though fertility and pregnancy is not taught well enough and I didn't know that women can only get pregnant like one day out of the month I knew nothing about that um so I was taking a pill that was regulating my hormones for every single day um when in reality you don't necessarily need that however I didn't like it for the fact that it changed my mood. So I in, I also saw like an increase in the bloating and water weight. Um, I had the breast tenderness. I don't know if you've had that. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, that hurts. It felt like I was like in middle school again, like when my breasts were developing and they mm-hmm. hurt really bad. Um, but I had severe mood swings and like a deep, dark depression to where... It would look like I was totally fine. And then all of a sudden it would look like I would like walk through a dark cloud and I'd be really sad and really negative. And it really freaked me out the sort of thoughts that I was getting from birth control. Um, It was changing like my personality drastically. And I just weighed out the pros and cons. And to me, like I had no issue taking the pill at the same time. Um, I mean, I liked the fact that it made my periods nice and light, but the fact that it was like really affecting my outlook on life, honestly, just was not worth it to me. And it freaked me out. So I decided to come off and I've been off of the pill for 
think almost two years now. So I, I definitely don't regret it at all. That's awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't say I've had like kind of the effects where like my everyday mood, at least that I've been able to notice in myself. And also I can attribute, you know, my inward look on life and like really being in tune to my body is something that I've only really developed in the past two-ish years. So it's definitely um, not something that I don't really know if that affected me in the past looking inward, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the breast tenderness, like I get that pain. It's always only one, only one. It'll switch right and left, but like it is this <laughs> sharp pain, like right in the nipple area. And I feel yeah. like I'm stabbed. Oh, it is so crazy. It and hurts. I can't like, I have this huge internal debate going on on like what I should do. Should I take it out? Like all this stuff. And that's because like, I haven't just taken it out yet because I have such a strong family history of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. And so both my dad's mom and my mom's mom had breast cancer. My mom's mom had actually had it twice. Um, And then my mom passed away from ovarian cancer. So like the doctors definitely recommend I should be on some type of birth control because of, I don't remember it's the estrogen or the progesterone, but one of them helps with like decreasing the chances of those genes you know developing in me Mm -hmm. and so like that's why I had this huge debate because like if it was up to me I would have taken this out a long time ago Um, because like I said I don't like these knowing I have these synthetic hormones in me and knowing that it's you know making my (laughs) periods you know like my breast hurt and these cramps where I just like heal over and it's just it's crazy but yeah your body's telling you something's up and the thing that I think is so weird is how it's so normalized for like a 14 year old girl to be like I want to go on birth control and the doctors seem to just be like okay cool like it's not a conversation it's not uh do you want kids in the future it's not a do you understand that you can only get pregnant like one day of the month like it's none of that it's just okay, we'll put you on the pill. Like you're 14 and then maybe you're 24 and you've realized you've been on the pill for 10 years and you've never let your body function properly and naturally your whole life. Right. I think that's like what's so crazy because I mean, this is a drug like any prescription. Like you you should be aware of what you're doing and the outcomes. And I feel like it's just been so normalized and right like going to the doctors and asking for it because I wanted you know to get rid of a period because I was 16 and I was like I don't feel comfortable bleeding at school you know like sorry Veronica but that's just the card you're dealt <laughs> like you're a delta woman like you just gotta own it you know yeah and like no one talks about it and then now like that you know we're in our 20s and we're more self-aware and and we've studied health we know like yeah something's going on and like and now you hear all these women who come off and they're finding out that they have like polycystic over ovary syndrome and like all these other issues because their bodies were growing and developing but being regulated by hormones like synthetic hormones so other issues have been developing, but they've been masked the whole time. Yeah. One thing that I think is interesting, too, is just 
because I'm in like the bodybuilding space and I'm sure that you see that there's definitely males who take um, testosterone, which testosterone would be a steroid, which when men are on testosterone, you know, they can't reproduce. Um, They like they're not fertile. However, if a female is taking estrogen and progesterone, that's normalized. But in reality, that's actually a steroid. It's just a female steroid. And no offense, ladies, female hormones aren't as rewarding as testosterone because we're not going to get jacked and, you know, lean on estrogen and progesterone. (laughs) That's not the role that they play in our body. Um, But it's the same thing. It's just we're playing with hormones that our bodies produce naturally in a higher um, amount. And men, you know, they take testosterone which is a hormone that's produced naturally in their body, which is more prominent clearly than Mm -hmm. estrogen. Um, But when they take it, it can help them anabolically in the gym, having more muscle mass, but we're taking a steroid. Like I hope ladies realize that technically it's a steroid. It's just been normalized. Right. That was something like I didn't even realize until I listened to a podcast about it a couple months ago. And I was like, damn, you're like true yeah like my mouth dropped I was like I never really thought about it that way like I'm always like or not always but like I think you know I would be against steroids and like not I don't not in a bodybuilding community but if I were to compete I'd want to be like natural and everything and like I would probably look down upon people with steroids which I'm sorry if any listeners out there are on them but then I was like I've been on steroids for six years like I never really thought about birth control being a steroid yeah it's It's just just mind-blowing medically normalized now um let's talk a little bit about amenorrhea so amenorrhea is a loss of a period for three months or longer consistently um and this is you know loss of your natural bleed um I get a lot of women too who experience amenorrhea during their period However, I will say like natural ways to, you don't want to get amenorrhea, but natural reasons to have amenorrhea is due to low body fat percentage, high amount of stress, maybe a hormonal imbalance, which Mm -hmm. the hormonal imbalance can actually come from birth control um, and even coming off of the pill and having your body regulate after. Right. So amenorrhea, if you're on the pill, if you just came off the pill, you realize that you're still not getting your period naturally, like cut your body some slack. And especially if you've been on the pill for like 10 years, let your body just like chill out and find it normal for at least six months because you've been confusing it for years on end. Right. I know that there are like, so there are actually, when we talk about amenorrhea, there are actually like, um, I guess, like when you're pregnant, like you don't have a period. And when you're breastfeeding, you don't. Like those are natural, like okay, That's positive enough. reasons to have amenorrhea. But if those aren't your two things and you're not experiencing your bleed, then yeah, your body is just kind of freaking out, trying to figure itself out. Like, what do I do? You know, am I supposed to have a period? Not especially if you just came off birth control. Yeah, your body's just like, I don't know what's going on. Um, all I know is that my hormones are completely thrown off because you were sub well supplementing in. So now they don't know what to do. Right. Um, so the other thing too, that this is probably my own pet peeve, but when women who are on birth control say, 
oh, I'm on my cycle or I'm expecting my cycle when it's just the placebo pills. I'm not necessarily talking about the implant here, but with <laughs> the placebo pills, I hate to break it to you, but that's not a natural bleed. So what's the difference between a natural bleed versus a synthetic bleed, Veronica? Yeah, so a natural bleed would be um, anytime that you bleed the assistance of right like your placebo pills without the pill so you can essentially only have a natural bleed if you're not on birth control Mm -hmm. i was gonna say also if you have an adequate amount of body fat percentage and your stress is at a regulated level those as well right and then if you have a synthetic bleed that just means the period is produced via some type of hormone regulate like um outside hormone regulation so you know the iud the iud the birth control pill when you take the sugar pills you know whatever any type of bleed on birth control is synthetic and a natural bleed comes from a sudden drop in estrogen um and so when you're taking the pills they're usually paired with either estrogen and progesterone, I believe some, I think some are just purely estrogen based, but when you're taking the sugar pills, they're sugar pills, they don't have hormones in them. So you are creating that drop through supplementing, you know, from your birth control pack um, versus like a natural bleed, which that's happening naturally in your body, which that's all released from your brain from high, isn't it your, I believe it's your pituitary gland that shoots out that um, signal to the uterus. Yeah, Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. So it shoots that signal naturally to um, your uterus or your eggs and just lets your body know like, Hey, we're going to have a period now since you didn't get pregnant. Right. Yeah. Because that's when, when you're, so there's four cycles to your menstruation, like your menstrual cycle. There's like four phases and the bleed is actually the final stage because the whole other three stages that come prior to it is like prepping your body for pregnancy. pregnancy. Exactly. Like your uterus gets thicker, like, you know, that's basically what it's doing. So the egg can attach to the wall and then like, boom, you're pregnant. But once you, you know, your body's like, that drop in estrogens like oh I'm not pregnant so now I'm gonna like shed all that extra stuff which is the bleed and yeah I mean it's so cool when you think about it how just smart and like you know like automatic our bodies are but then yeah now that we I mean we live in this world now we're like we can basically do a lot with like modern medicine which is awesome but like I think in the terms of birth control, like, it's just, it's kind of getting out of hand, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually had this conversation with some of my friends recently, because I was telling them, like, I'm thinking about getting off birth control. And I honestly thought all my friends were on birth control. But then a couple of them, like, I've never been on it. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, I was so surprised. They're like, you just got to be smart about, you know when you're intimate and <laughs> you know there's other methods of birth control yeah um and there's... I was like I was just like I was like fabricated. I was like wait you never like been on the pill or anything and they're like no I was like oh I kind of assumed everyone was and I was just like I don't know what to do and they're like just you can be smart <laughs> like 
Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like if like family planning, if you are taking birth control for, um, you know, preventing a unwanted pregnancy or un- like you're not ready for a child, um, there's other ways to prevent pregnancy. I mean, clearly there's barrier barrier methods like condoms, but also, um, you know, there's family planning, which I'll be honest, like I not aware of like how to do that but I know in essence that when you are ovulating that your actual core temperature is going to increase so you have to take your temperature for each and every day um, which your temperature increases on the day of ovulation there's other signs too which I believe um, you can have a different type of discharge that comes um, Mm -hmm. alongside of that usually in the morning so another thing too of ovulation so one thing I like try to be in tune of my body, but one thing I've noticed is that I, my appearance, you know, like when you have like a random day where you're like, wow, like I feel like glowy. I feel, yeah, I feel really pretty. You're actually supposed to attract, <laughs> yeah, you're actually supposed to like produce pheromones and be the most attractive on the day that you're ovulating because, right. um, your body's trying to attract a mate to get you pregnant like that's all (laughs) our bodies want to do is just get pregnant so bad it's so funny too to like say that because it just sounds so like animalistic I guess well because it's like all you want to do is mate but like it's it's so true I mean we are animals and like I just that's why I got in this field I think the human body is just so fascinating and like things like that to be like wow you're going to be like your most attractive when you're like your body is essentially is prepping itself to get pregnant. And, you know, if you have a significant other, they will become attract, like even more attracted to you at that point too. Mm-hmm. And you might even notice that like your libido is higher, like randomly mm-hmm. one day. Um, and you just notice that there's more of a connection. It's very fascinating to me. And I think a lot of people just shame having a period. I think it's gross and think, right negative things about it but honestly it's pretty it's pretty damn cool and I think it's a little like I know that we don't talk about guys and they like what their business does but I just don't understand why a period is shamed so much but when it comes to like men and the their functions I feel like they're not as shamed it's just kind of like oh whatever boys being boys but like of girls like there's really nothing to be ashamed of for functioning healthily and just let your body do what it's supposed to do and I think a lot of things too is if you have like a significant other or partner like you should be comfortable talking about this with them too because if you're you know being intimate and giving them that permission they should be okay with all functions that your body does exactly they don't deserve you at your best if they can't you know, accept you at your worst. I know. And and just like normalize it, talk about it more. Um, Don't hide it. I I just, I regret so much of like me being a young female and feeling like ashamed of like, I used to have like really heavy periods or really bad cramps. And I didn't even understand how to manage my period properly because I feel like the actual health education that we're given is so poor, which it's so funny too. Like, I feel like with when it comes to um well you know that like random day when you're like 10 years old and they talk about periods like I feel like they never (laughs) talk about birth control or like the reasonings why behind it it should be more than just like a week it should be like a constant practice 
I remember that week so much. We were, I just, little backstory, fifth grade, like, that's when they separated, like, the boys and the girls. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I have, I to this day, I have no idea what they would have talked about with guys, but, like, we got the period talk, and I hadn't started my period at this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think fifth grade's a little young, but it's also about genetics, kind of, too, when your period first starts. Um but I was just, like, so – it was so uncomfortable, too. Like, they show you pads and, like, how they, you know, take off this, the thing so it sticks on it, your underwear, and, like, just, like, all this stuff. And it was just so awkward because it was, like – It's your it, teacher. Yeah, one week long. <laughs> I don't think ours was our teacher. It might have been. I don't really remember. But it was just – yeah, they didn't even talk about tampons, I don't think. They are just, like – and then they gave us some pads to, like, go home with. <laughs> I like a mini deodorant in the call of the day. Yeah, they're like, you're going to smell and you're going to bleed. Have fun. Right. And, like, it's so, especially, like, in middle school. I mean, I did this in high school, too. But, like, whenever I was on my period, I'd always be, like, just so self-conscious and be, like, I feel like have everyone my friends, can like, do the, like, the secret, like, check. Yeah, like make sure I didn't bleed through you know kind of thing like can you check me and then it's like make sure I didn't bleed through and it's just like it's so sad honestly because you know being a teenager I feel like it's already hard enough like you're trying to figure out life and school and then you have to like throw the the mix in of like a period which is like negative you know where it's not it means it shows you that you're a woman and you're healthy and there's so many great benefits to it and there's this um instagram account i follow it's called go ant flow and it talks about periods and like normalizing it oh, and awesome. like women in empowerment yeah i'll send you the link so you can put it in your notes but it's just like a, such a great account and it's like really making me feel like okay i'm willing to talk about this more too because like shit like it's part of who I am I'm a woman it's part of my health and I want to talk about it so like I feel more empowered to talk about it so it can make other women more empowered you know yeah I like used to get like all sad or like insecure whenever um because I would have like a significant other and I I would like you know be like oh I'm on my period and then they'd be like ew gross like excuse me that's rude (laughs) like you should never be ashamed like stand up for yourself and I remember like just being so insecure to like say anything about it and like just today I was like talking to my dad and we're talking about weight because he's on a weight loss journey and I was like yeah my weight like jumped up like five pounds today I was like but that's okay because I'm supposed to get my period soon and I could tell he was uncomfortable but I'm like Mm -hmm. but why like you literally created me (laughs) it's right like it's not rocket science like let's just stop being weird about it it's like you know like talking about poop like everyone does it all women have periods well they should at least and that's kind of why we're having this conversation and it's just like we all do it like when I first moved in with my boyfriend I was like I was really nervous because like oh he's gonna see like my tampons in the trash can and like but like I don't care I just gotta know about that as well and then I'm like well if a guy were to use a condom and throw it away I feel like no female would bat an eye but if a girl throws away like a tampon it's like it's like chill out right (laughs) 
just grow up (laughs) our bodies have different roles and just accept it and if you're wanting to partake in you know adult interactions and you're gonna have to deal with you know what our bodies do you know Mm -hmm. to be intimate if you can't deal with that that's my personal opinion but I don't think you should be intimate with someone if you can't accept all functions that the body has right I agree I think that's it shows like a level of maturity if you can and if you can't then like you probably aren't mature enough to you know be intimate and handle the responsibilities that come with that and like same goes for like girls out there like if you're still very insecure with like the roles that your body does for you like you know really ask yourself if that's something that you're ready to do because you need to be comfortable with your body if that's something that you're wanting to um, partake with someone well 100 percent yeah couldn't agree more (laughs) so veronica um why don't we go on and close this uh podcast up but what would be your biggest advice to a girl who comes up to you and says hey i'm thinking about starting the pill what would you tell her i would tell her to you know, weigh all of her options, pros and cons. Why does she want to go on it? What does she think? Um, And then also find a doctor to talk to that you trust, that you can know that your best interest is in their mind. Um, I think, you know, if you choose to go on birth control, it needs to be 100% your idea. It shouldn't be your significant other's idea. It shouldn't be you know your mom's idea or whatever like it should be 100% your decision um and then yeah weigh like all the options just like everything you do you know there's pros and cons to every decision you make and then just make sure you're doing it with your own best interest in mind and then find a doctor who also has your best interest at mind yes I could not agree more with that you know have a doctor that you feel comfortable with who's respecting you where like, if you want to go on birth control because you're sexually active, great, you know, share that with them. You should feel comfortable. If you want to go on birth control because maybe you want clear skin, which my personal opinion, I would recommend checking out other avenues, but. um, Right. I remember that was another reason why I wanted it in high school and it didn't even work. (laughs) Mine worked really good, but still like you should have that conversation with your doctor and it shouldn't be, your doctor should not assume that you're taking it just because you want to be sexually active. Like be open, be honest, be like, Hey, I just want clear skin or Hey, I don't want a period. Like be honest with your doctor so they can advise you properly. Cause if you're not, then you're not letting them do their job. So exactly. Exactly. We can only do, you know, their job to the best of their ability with the information you give them. So you owe it to yourself to be honest with them, even if it makes you uncomfortable because it's going to, in return, have probably the most favorable outcome for you. And they, they've heard it all. They've seen it all. They've all gone to school. So right. don't feel uncomfortable <laughs> with that. Trust me, they've probably seen a lot more than um, what you're possibly telling them. So Exactly. Um, Veronica, tell us a little bit about where we can find you. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Veronica Rissisi. So last name's probably a little bit hard to spell, but I'm sure you will put that down in the show notes I, for everyone. I definitely will. <laughs> yes. Um, and then also on my website, which will be live end of March at 
well, it's not at, it's veronicarecissi.com. Awesome. So I will have um, everything that you guys need to find Veronica down in the description. Um, Thank you again for taking time to chat with us in regards to this topic. I'm very happy that I think we were both able to vent a little bit, but I hope that it was helpful for you guys. And if it was, make sure you share it. You know, I'm sure other people are struggling with this, but let's, you know, let's start the conversation. Let's normalize it. It's 2019 people. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for having me. Um, It was just a lot of fun. I hope, yeah, we are able to help some women out there. And uh, yes, let's just normalize it. Let's get with the times. Like you said, it's 2019. Awesome. So thank you again, Veronica. All right. Take care.